There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is VSIN tonight with veteran handicappers Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, thank you, Brent Musburger. VSIN tonight from the Circus Sportsbook, downtown Las Vegas. Wes Reynolds, Matt Humans. We're talking a lot of college hoops in the first hour tonight, a little NBA. Let's go to baseball. Spring training underway. And who better to get on the show tonight than Wayne Krivsky, former MLB executive. He was a general manager of the Cincinnati Reds. He lives in Las Vegas. He bets baseball. He's on with us right now. Wayne, how are you doing tonight? Hey, great, Matt. Great to be on with you and Wes, and congrats on your show. Hey, thank, thank you. Fantastic. Appreciate it. Uh, Wayne, uh, you've been in studio with us here at Circuit before. We, we hope to have you on as a regular during uh, the baseball season. Well, let's talk about some of these rule changes, and we have a graphic here to throw up for uh, fans and betters, even who aren't familiar with what's going on with the bigger bases, the shift limitations, the pitch clock, pickoffs. I'm going to start with the pitch clock. 15 seconds with the bases empty, 20 seconds with runners on base, and then the pitchers allowed only two pickoff attempts or step-offs per batter. In general, Wayne, how do you feel about these uh, rule changes here for 2023? And then I'll ask you if you think there's any betting angle that you can take away from it. Yeah, that's a that's a good question, Matt. I'm I'm on board with the shifts getting back to playing normal baseball. I I really I'm glad to see that one. Uh, I wonder, <laughs> I would get rid of the pickoff limitations before spring training's over. I think that is completely ridiculous uh, that you're limited to the number of times you can throw over. Now you can always step off and all that, but if as I understand it, you can make two throws. If you go over a third time, you have to pick them off or the guy gets second base, the runner gets second. So I'm, I'm definitely against that. I, I, don't, I don't think there should be a limit to the number of pickoffs. Uh, I don't think that's fair. The bases, I'm kind of neutral on the bases. That, it shortens it by, what, three inches each way or something. I, I, I'm neutral on that, but I, I really didn't see any reason why you had to change the bases. They seemed fine to me. And uh, the pitch clock, you know, I think the hitters are going to have to adjust here too, Matt, because every everybody thinks the emphasis is on the pitcher here, but the hitters, we already saw it in a spring training game where the hitter didn't get in the box. They called strike three and the game was over 6-6. Six, six. I don't know if you saw that yes. or not. Uh I mean, get it out of the way now. You look stupid in spring training with something like that happening. But I, if the umps are going to be that tight calling it, then 
send a message now, I guess. I, I, I don't like it. Use a little common sense. Um, I think they probably have a directive to, you know, be stricter on the rules, and hopefully they'll be in the regular season. I, I, I hope they don't get that tight on the, on the clock where it impacts a game like that. Wayne, I want to follow up a little bit on the uh, bigger bases, of course, now increased from 15 to 18 inches on uh, on both sides. Uh, and I actually saw a story in an unconventional uh, way, and it was on the Today Show, actually, because they were doing some kind of story on baseball, and they were actually talking about rules on the Today Show, not on a sports show, uh, just on the NBC Morning Show. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, Wayne, if you – I know you said you are kind of neutral on it – do you think that this is going to maybe drive scoring up based on the bases obviously being bigger? You can't, you know, you can't come off the bag, even if you're in there safe. But if you come off the bag, they could tag you out and you're automatically out. Do you think that this is going to maybe increase scoring and, and make me maybe make teams uh, want to run a little bit more? I think the pickoff move, Wes, is really what is going to encourage running. I don't think it's that much the size of the bag, although, you know, if it is a few inches, uh, I uh, I guess it potentially could, but I think it's more that pickoff rule is going to impact stolen bases more than the size of the base. Um, and as far as impacting scoring, I, I, I do think stolen bases are going to go way up uh, unless they change that rule with by the end of spring training. And I don't have any inside information. It's just my own opinion. I, I think that's just a ridiculous rule and it should be taken out. But uh, that's just my humble opinion. Well, I guess the focus is on tightening up these games, shortening games. Wayne, I've, I've never gone to a baseball game and said, man, this is lasting too long. Uh, this sucks. <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah. yeah. What, what's, the, what's the point here? And do you think uh, MLB and Rob Manfred are doing the, the wrong thing here? Are they messing with something that doesn't need to be uh, messed with? Yeah, I lean more towards the latter, Matt. I really do. I, I, I think there are other ways without having a clock. You know, the beauty of baseball, we always used to say, is it's the only sport that doesn't have a clock. And from that, from the purest standpoint, I, I don't like it at all. I have seen it and been in the ballpark when it's used in the minor leagues. Uh, when I scouted some in the minor leagues in 2017, uh, you really don't notice the clock after a while. You don't even know it's there. This was in the minor leagues, and they got the ball and threw it. And the games did move along more swiftly and had a better pace to it. But I'm like you. I've never been in a game where I felt like it was I'm there too long or, you know, let each game take its own course. And the other rule that was instituted, and this is another one of my pet peeves, is where a reliever has to face three hitters. That's a bunch of BS. Uh, right. I don't know. That that one doesn't make any sense at all to me. They thought that would quicken up the game. I think they found out that it hasn't. But it takes really the strategy out of the game with your manager handling his bullpen. I don't like that at all. All right, we'll keep an eye on all the rule changes throughout spring training and see if uh, there's something that might impact uh, betting when we're looking at angles. I'm trying to sound positive. I'm trying to sound uh-huh. positive, Matt. I do, I do <laughs> like the shift rule. I'm not, all, I'm, all, I'm not the old man get off my lawn, okay? <laughs> well, I, I, I feel like that sometimes. I, I don't understand why every sport feels like uh, you got to try to shorten these games. Here's one thing. Watching college hoops, Wes, this drives me nuts. All these replay reviews. Oh, yeah. If you want to shorten games, oh, the replay terrible. reviews right yeah, now we, are what's dragging things we, out. We see way too uh, many backsides uh, to uh, the camera on these reviews. Uh, everything, is, everything is a review now. It's like whatever happened to human error, like good and bad yeah. calls are part of the game. Oh. Uh, I think we should empower the umpires more, number one. Number two, we got to get rid. Here's how you answer your question, Matt, and I agree with you 100%. The replay is what slows the game down. You can have like four or five-minute review. What I, My idea, and I've been saying this for years, and I'm, I'm not the only one, but get rid of the guy in the video in the back and get rid of that bench coach on the phone, the dugout phone. You use your eyes, and you got like five seconds to decide, right. five to ten right. seconds. And the umpire points at you, time's up. If you want to challenge that ticky-tack close call at first base in the first inning, that doesn't mean – and you get two challenges per game. You don't – so you're going to be uh, – you're going to hold those challenges to later in the game or in a run-scoring situation. You're not going to challenge it on a fingernail coming off second base on a review. <laughs> right? I mean, you're right. not going to do that. 
and it would move much. But you use your eyeballs, and and maybe you react to how the player reacted. Some players you can trust, and some you can't. So that that's that would play into it. But get rid of that where the manager puts his hand up and call him like he's calling timeout. That's got to go and get get that dugout phone. Take that it. it that, that would save a lot of minutes off a game. I'd rather see that than the pitch clock. Matt, we were talking about the reviews, not in all sports, but especially college basketball. That game we were uh, talking about earlier, North Carolina Central, Norfolk State, a six-plus-minute review going on oh, right now uh, in overtime. Are you serious? I, I say if, if, you can't, if you can't settle it in 30 seconds, then stick with the call on the floor. It, it yeah, should be like a 30-second mm-hmm. rule. Mm-hmm. If you can't determine – in 30 seconds, what the right call is, and stick with the call on the floor and move the game along. And they still ended up with the double technical, by the way. Oh, yeah. All right, Wayne <laughs> Kripsky. Wayne Kripsky, former yeah. MLB executive with us. Um, and, uh, Wayne, I do want to hit this. We've got about two and a half minutes left. We've got a lot of time to talk baseball here in the spring. We're going to have you back on several times. Where are the San Diego Padres coming up with all this cash? Manny Machado just gets an 11-year, $350 million extension. Now, the Padres are spending like the Dodgers, like the Mets, like the Yankees used to. What do you think of this? And should the Padres be the favorites in the NL West? It's just amazing what they're doing, Matt. It's kind of the talk of baseball right now with what their ownership's doing and locking up these players. And, uh, you know, Machado was – Going to be it was a question mark as far as his contract coming into spring training and this winter when they gave Bogarts that 11-year deal, they're almost boxed in to do something similar to a guy they've had for the last few years uh, coming up where he can opt out of his contract at the end of this year. And so it, it's incredible what they've done. They're going to face another one with Juan Soto. And you just wonder how many of these guys can you afford and. Like you said, Matt, they're acting like the Mets, Yankees, and uh, and Dodgers in the small market of San Diego. I, uh, if, if I'm a Padre fan, I got to be excited. Uh, uh, but AJ Preller must figure he isn't going to be around for 11 years because he's. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's not his money. <laughs> he better win a few championships before his contract's up. But uh, it, it's uh, it's mind-boggling. It really is. It's kind of got. Uh, the commissioner's office scratching their head and what kind of revisions can they make uh, to the luxury tax rules and some of those things to further limit owners. But uh, no one's complaining in the players' union. Uh, we got about 30 seconds left. Which team do you consider the favorite in the NL West, Wayne? Is it still the Dodgers or the Padres? I think it's the Padres, okay. Matt. I was, looking at their, I was looking at their depth charts today, as a matter of fact, on the way uh, – to Atlanta and they uh, I think I think the Padres are a little bit deeper although the Padres you know as much as they've done they haven't done as much on the pitching side uh, the last two spots in their rotation I think are a little bit iffy I think you can say the same thing about the Dodgers I, I really think the Dodgers losing to Justin Turner and Trey Turner is really is like going to be a huge loss and they're hard, those two guys are going to be hard to replace I, I like agree with you all right Wayne, thanks a lot for jumping on tonight, man. Have a great trip back from Atlanta. We'll talk to you again soon. Sounds great. Appreciate it. Wayne Krivsky, former Cincinnati Reds general manager, Wes Reynolds. Let's take a quick break here. We come back. we got more college hoops to talk about. We'll update a few games in progress as well. A lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is VSIN Tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, back here, VSIN Studio Circus Sportsbook, downtown Las Vegas. Continue uh, the baseball discussion here we just had with Wayne Krivsky former MLB executive who lives in Las Vegas and bets baseball on a daily basis. Uh, I asked him who should be the favorite in the NL West, Padres or Dodgers. He says he thinks the uh, Padres. Now, San Diego knocked L.A. out of the playoffs West. That was a big hurdle for the Padres to get over. Mm-hmm. I think they had a much better offseason than the Dodgers had. How about Circus Sportsbook odds to win the NL West? Dodgers, the favorites, at minus 105. Padres, the second choice of plus 125. Giants at 11 to 1. D backs at 50 to 1. And how about the Colorado Rockies at 235 to 1? That's circa. I guess uh, they're not too optimistic about the Rockies. I like the price on the Padres at plus 125. I think they should be the favorites. I agree with Wayne. What do you think, Wes? Because. We see a higher win total out there in the market for the Dodgers than the Padres right now. Well, I mean, here's the thing. You're just betting this season and not long-term here because, obviously, there's concerns about, you know, how they gave that money to Manny Machado and how about uh, what they gave to Xander Bogarts, 11 years, 280, as for a 30-year-old shortstop. But (laughs) A.J. Preller, as Wayne said, trying to win now. Mm -hmm. You know, it's very much like Les Snead with the Rams when they traded all that capital to get Matthew Stafford. Well, I guess it worked. They won a Super Bowl. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's exactly what they're trying to do in San Diego. I believe uh, Juan Soto, by the way, I think he got scratched for the spring training game tonight with uh, with the left calf issue. So I don't know if there's any long-term ramifications for that. But Don't forget about Fernando Tatis Jr. Right. coming back as well. Right. Yeah, it's almost like we forgot about him uh, because of that run, obviously, that the Padres made. But... Look, this is a potent lineup, and they've and they've spent a lot of money. So, uh, you know, I wonder if uh, if Derek and Circa are going to renew their deal with San Diego with the Padres here. You know, because they've apparently got the money to spend at least. Well, I wonder if the Padres are going to uh, try to raise the price on Derek Stevens, right? Because <laughs> they got a lot of got a lot of big big contracts to pay off. Uh, I like the look. I mean, on paper, the Padres look like they got it. And here's what else I like about the Padres. Wes, is they have the manager now, too, mm-hmm. Bob Melvin. I think he's a better manager than Dave Roberts. Now, Dave Roberts is a great guy, probably a good clubhouse guy. Mm-hmm. Bob Melvin's better tactical manager. Well, and you saw that, I think, all of last year because Jace Tingler, his predecessor the year before, he burned out that bullpen by, yeah. like, the 1st of August. Yeah, that guy was they were cl- dead. He, he was a clown. They, the Padres had to, had to move on from him. And yeah. they made a major upgrade in Melbourne. No, right? absolutely. Yeah. He knows how to manage his staff. And I think you saw that materialize in that NLCS with the Dodgers. There you see Manny Machado, 11-year, $350 million extension. That is an absurd contract. 
I don't know what Manny's got left, Wes. He's maybe five really good years. So you're going to be uh, – there's a lot of dead money probably on the mm-hmm. back end of that contract. But the bottom is the Padres are trying to stretch out the average annual value. Yeah. And uh, they're just, like you said, trying to win now. And for a franchise that's never won a World Series, hey, I love it. Go yeah. all in. Go for it. Yeah, I mean, that's what you have to do. If you, I mean, you know, if you got to be bad. Look, that's what – I mean, the Houston Astros, remember how bad they were for years. And oh, their man. front office was up front and said, yeah. we're going to be bad for about five years. But these kids that we're calling up, the Correas and the Altuves, et cetera, et cetera, they're going to be good, and they eventually got a world championship out of it. But you look long-term. I mean, Xander Bogart's 11 years, $280 million. And he was older than all the shortstops of his caliber. And Bogart's really defensively, I think he helps him more than offensively. He's just kind of another bat in that lineup. Well, and Tatis coming back. Uh, man, Padres get some, uh, they get some offensive firepower. I think the pitching's pretty good, too. Here's the deal with the Dodgers. How many starts are you going to get out of Clayton Kershaw? What do you think, 20? Mm-hmm. Like Walker Bueller coming off a season-ending injury. I don't think the Dodgers, but, you know, we talked about, Wayne mentioned it, you lose uh, you lose Trey Turner, who in my mind was the Dodgers MVP. I know he didn't yeah. have a good postseason, but if you watch the Dodgers on a nightly basis, Trey Turner and Mookie Betts were the two guys who well, made that thing. Turner might be an MVP look yeah. this year for the Phillies, right. too. And that's one of those guys that I think are really going to benefit from, like, these bases being wide. And, like, maybe not looking macro at teams, but looking at individual players, especially mm-hmm. if, like, you're a prop guy. Trey Turner is going to have a huge year. I'm a huge Trey Turner fan. I think the Dodgers are really going to miss him, and they're going to miss Justin Turner. And uh, I think uh, the Padres should be the favorites. So, I'll play the Padres, plus 125 to win that division. All right, Wes, let's go back to basketball. We're in a pretty good mood right now because games are going our way for the most part. Uh, Wyoming just blew a six-point lead, trails Nevada 50-48, to and then Laramie 15 and a half minutes to go. And that one, Wyoming catching. I took five and a half. You took six with the uh, Cowboys in the Mountain West game. In the Big 12, we got a couple bubble games. West Virginia. Road dog on top of Iowa State right now, 41 to 37, 15 and a half minutes to go. You've got the Mountaineers in the points. And, uh, and also, they had a lot bigger lead, too. And now they're only going to lead by two at the under 16 timeout. Uh, your scoreboard's ahead of the TV. Good yes. call. 41 39 with uh, 15 and a half minutes to go. And uh, actually, this game not going your way, I don't think. Did you take Oklahoma State? I did take Oklahoma State. You and Tim Murray on Oklahoma State. Tim's probably angrily tweeting about it right now. Baylor 49, Okie State 37 with uh, 15 minutes left. Yeah, so uh, look, uh, both these teams we mentioned on Bubble Watch, I believe uh, just as I was outside uh, during the break for the show, I happened to look up Joe Lenardi was on at halftime. He has both these teams as 11 seeds. As the last four ends, Talked Oklahoma about, State uh, and West Virginia. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Oak, Oak State kind of up against it. Uh, we'll see if West Virginia can hang on here. 41-39. to 39. They were uh, pretty substantial at the half. Boy, this would this be a devastating loss for West Virginia. I think, you know, because you look at that record, 16-13. and 13, They've been outscored 12-6, to 6, by the way, here in the second half. You look at that record, and it's like, oh, man, West Virginia, they're not any good. But you look at the schedule they played – and you look at some of the quality wins they've had, and that's what you got to judge on. You can't just artificially judge on records. This team is eighth in the Big 12 right now, West Virginia. And you look at, at, at you know who they've beaten in the conference. They've beaten TCU. They've beaten Iowa State. They beat uh, Auburn in, an, in a non-conference game. They beat a pretty solid UAB team. They beat Pitt who's probably going to the NCAA tournament this year out of a weak ACC. You're talking about West Virginia, Yes. And how about this? Kansas right now is a one seed. And West Virginia just played Kansas to a two-point game at Mm -hmm. Allen Fieldhouse Mm -hmm. on Saturday. Kansas being the number one overall seed, in my opinion. Really? Nobody's nobody's beaten more. Nobody has more quad Quad one wins. wins. Like 14. And I think Purdue was second. They were like at nine or Mm ten. Like there's a big gap between them. Houston playing a pretty weak schedule. Uh, Alabama and Houston actually faced off this season. Uh, mm-hmm. Alabama overcame a double-digit deficit in the second half to win at Houston. Uh, yeah, I, I guess you could make a strong case for uh, Kansas being overall number one seed. I think the team that's being overlooked a little bit right now is UCLA. I do too. Outright Pac-12 champs. Nobody's really talking about the Bruins. 
Well, and here's the thing now. I think that they are playing the style that Mick Cronin once played. When Cronin first got to L.A., it was kind of like, okay, I'm getting better dudes now than I was getting at Cincinnati, so I got to go up tempo, you know, if I'm recruiting all these five-star guys. Now he's got them playing that grind that he wants them to play. They're number two in adjusted defensive efficiency. They don't turn the ball. He's got a four-year starter at point guard, Tiger Campbell. They want to run a lot of that isolation with Jaime Yaquez and – it's not a very deep team, but it does have experience, and that's the type of team that advances in March, a team that can, like, grind you down and play those style of games, and that's UCLA, and that's what concerns you a little bit about Arizona and maybe a little bit about Alabama, sure. even though they're more athletic. Mm-hmm. You get them slowed down, and then all of a sudden they get really frustrated. Boy, Arizona, what a disappointment they were. That was a bad loss to Arizona State. You know, and I've been a big Tommy Lloyd proponent the whole time. Uh, you know, his second year now in Tucson, but you're starting to see a flaw in Tommy Lloyd's coaching. So he's just not a good defensive coach. No. And he kind of was asleep at the wheel of the end of the Arizona State game. Mm-hmm. First of all, you, you can't let Desmond Cambridge, who took the inbounds pass, you can't let him have a free run up mm-hmm. the sideline to launch that shot. What <laughs> What were they doing? Here's the thing with Arizona, too. I don't like their guards. I, I love Tubelis. Right. I think, you know, he is a first-team All-American candidate. And he, when I went and watched Indiana and Arizona over at T-Mobile Arena earlier this year, or excuse me, MGM Grand, I was so impressed. I was like, okay, that dude's like a 10- to 12-year NBA player. You know, Balo as a force down low in college, but he kind of reminds me a little of Kofi Coburn mm-hmm. from Illinois. I don't know how athletic he is to stay in well, the there, NBA. but Arizona's those, a tough matchup with those two big guys. But those, but those guards, man, right. they really lack defensively, and that's what concerns me about the Wildcats. If you can grab UCLA around 14-1 to 1 right now, do it. Uh, I just added that one. I also have Arizona 22-1. Yeah. All right, before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. If you want to know where the money and the bets are moving in every game, the Betting Splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. Betting Splits, another way. VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's Betting Splits for every game at vsin.com, B-S-I-N.com. Back here in a couple minutes, we're going to talk golf betting. Wes Reynolds has been red hot. Stay tuned. This is VSIN tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on hockey, the NBA, or college hoops, the VSIN experts have got you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. A VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests, betting splits, deep dive betting reports. And a lot more. We're going to have best bets at the end of the show tonight for the Tuesday games. So stay tuned for that. Don't miss out on this limited time offer to become a VSIN Pro subscriber. VSIN.com slash subscribe today. 999 VSIN.com slash subscribe. All right, Wes Reynolds, Matt Eumann's back here. And uh, let's talk golf, Wes. You've been uh, red hot and raking in the green this season. How many futures have you hit? Five so uh, far? We've got four so far. Okay. You uh, almost hit number five yesterday, and it was a triple-digit long shot that lost in a playoff. Go ahead and relive that misery. Yeah, Eric Cole, uh, you know, hedged a little off a little bit, so it ended up making a little money. But Eric Cole, 151, local guy. Actually, his uh, mother played on the LPGA Tour, Laura Ball, used to be a broadcaster for Golf Channel. And then uh, his father, Bobby Cole, played on the PGA Tour. So he's a local guy, lives down there in South Florida in Delray Beach, had finished second on this course at PGA National uh, in, a, in one of the Muni Tour events. He's actually a 34-year-old rookie on the PGA Tour. He's toiled on the mini tours, uh, got his card off the Corn Ferry last year. So he gets into a playoff uh, with Chris Kirk, actually almost like he was going to win it at the end because Chris Kirk, who had a one-shot lead, they're playing the par 5 18th after they get through the bear trap. Kirk leads by one. What happens? Kirk goes for the green and two, hits it in the water by a few inches. It bounces, almost hit the little Honda that was in the water at the Honda Classic. (laughs) And then Eric Cole, you know, kind of plugged, you know, hit hit his uh, second shot long 
really long. And then the chip went almost off the green, uh, stuck on the fringe, and he had to settle for par when Kirk made bogey. And then Kirk, basically what he did, if you remember the Honda Classic from a few years ago when Justin Thomas won on the playoff, he was in the exact same spot on 18 that Justin Thomas was to have to force a playoff against Luke List, which he eventually won. So Kirk just hits a dart to about, oh, maybe a foot. And, you know, taps yeah. in for birdie. That Cole, was a hell of a shot. And Cole had to try to save uh, from the bunker. And he had about a little over 10 feet. Like, he was perfect. He was perfect on these putts inside of 20 feet for the final round, which is unheard of. And then it lipped out. Lipped out. So Eric Cole makes the biggest check of his career, $900,000. I think he just won uh, one of those, uh, the, the mini golf tour. It's called the minor league golf tour. He won like 1500 bucks like just a few weeks ago. And he wins 900000 for finishing second. So Chris Kirk gets the win. Congrats to Kelly Bidlin. He had him at 32-1. to 1. Myself and Matt Brown were both on, uh, on uh, Eric Cole. So does not get there. But if you had placement markets, if you're able to bet those wherever you're located, that's going to mitigate some losses on outrights. You know, if you can bet those top 10s, top 20s, top 40s, like at DraftKings that they offer, take advantage of those and maybe put half and half on your outright and on placement markets and divvy that up accordingly. That'll help make you some money. And then when you don't, when you have kind of a difficult week, it'll mitigate some of your losses. Actually, there was a, uh, a better at DraftKings that hit Chris Kirk. I'm sure more than one. Uh, we have a tweet on this, Wes. I think 32, 33 to one was about the highest you could get. That a was be- the opener, yep. Yeah, a better at DraftKings. Better at DraftKings had four thousand two hundred and fifty dollars on Chris Kirk to win at thirty-two to one. They got paid seventeen thousand eight fifty. Uh, nice job hitting Chris Kirk. By the way, his first tournament win in what eight years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because remember, uh, you know, he had to leave the tour, had some uh, alcohol issues, and had to leave the tour. I remember at the Sony Open, I think it was maybe two years ago, where he he was on the last start of a medical extension and needed to finish a certain place just to keep his card and ended up finishing second at the Sony Open. So Kirk is a proven winner, and he's now up to 32 in the world, gets himself maybe in the mix for the Ryder Cup team in terms of the standings later on this year for Team USA. So, And, and Kelly Bidlin and I, by the way, talked about this on our intro long shots. We have the full episode that we'll record tomorrow with Matt Brown. And he goes, Chris Kirk did not elect to play Riviera for the Genesis Invitational, even though he was qualified, even though he was eligible. And there's something to be said for guys like that, you know, certain players, because players, you know, can make their own schedule when they're at a certain status on the PGA Tour. And he's like, well, this course might not be for me. You know, I, I don't think I can win here. So let me concentrate on a Honda Classic, which was a downfield, actually, because it was where it was on the schedule. So let me concentrate on this event where I know I can play well and I know I can win. And that's exactly what he did. Smart move by uh, Chris Kirk. And actually, uh, keen insights from Kelly Bidlin. That's why he's a rising star at this network. Kelly, man, uh-huh. he's bad. He, he's killing it. He said a first-round leader. Over the last couple of weeks, he hit Chris Kirk. So he's been doing a great job on the golf, and uh, he's also on the Hardwood Handicappers podcast with JVT mm-hmm. talking about the association. Uh, okay, so Chris Kirk cashes at the Honda Classic. Now we move on to the Arnold Palmer Invitational, and uh, what's interesting here on the PGA Tour now when you have these elevated events with more prize money, these events like the Arnold Palmer have basically. Uh, major fields. All the big names yeah. show up. Wes, I think 44 of the top 50 players right. in the world golf rankings are here this week at the Arnold Palmer. Yeah, that's right. And and a lot of names that usually don't play, like Scotty Scheffler, by the way, the defending champion at 9-1. to one. Is that at DraftKings? Okay. John Rahm, of course, the favorite. He's only played here once, I believe. Rory McIlroy regularly plays in this event. Max Homa has as well. A lot of international players, too, because they're coming over for the Players' Championship. But I was looking at this, some of these guys. Patrick Cantlay has never played this event. Mm-hmm. Justin Thomas, I believe, has only played here once. Right. And Xander Schauffele, I believe, has only played here once. So I don't want to bet those guys. I don't either. I don't either because I was just, uh, you know, I'll finish my write-up uh, tomorrow morning. But in some of the research, it's like, you know, 
J- Jordan Spieth, I think, has only played here once over the last eight years. Same with Thomas, same with Shoffley, same with John Rahm, mm-hmm. although he's younger. Morikawa and Finau made their last Bay Hill start the week before the pandemic 2020. in 2020. Yeah. So. You know, Tom Kim, a young rookie, he has never seen this course. Uh, but you get some names on the second page there, as you see on that graphic, that have actually won here. Jason Day, Terrell Hatton, I was on him uh, a couple yep. of years ago. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, a annual contender here, really. I have you watched Full Swing yet? I have Netflix? not. That's the Netflix uh, documentary on uh, golf. On, yeah. I haven't had a chance yet. I've a busy schedule. I know, with, I know uh, you College do. hoops going I know on. You I do. I don't sit around and watch a lot of TV, pro wrestling, or <laughs> Netflix documentaries. I'll catch up on it someday. Well, well, one of the episodes was Matt Fitzpatrick winning the U.S. Open. That was mm-hmm. the fifth episode of the series. So that airs when, you know, he has not been great in his first couple starts this year. But this is a guy that is a horse for course, and this is a strategic type of course. One of the things that they revealed in that is that Matt Fitzpatrick actually has charted every golf shot he's ever hit, even in yeah. practice rounds since he was 15 years That's old. That's crazy. Yeah, wow. he's, he's, he's an analytics nerd, but he wears it proudly. I mean, he's kind of a, a dorky guy, but, man, he was a killer at the U.S. Open, and I thank him for that 32-1. to 1. Fitzpatrick, by the way, last four years, ninth, 10th, ninth, and 2nd. Finished 2nd to Molinari in 2019. He's going to be one of your plays this week, I he, can tell. He will be, and uh, Jason, I want to play Jason Day, but that number is short. I was hoping Jason Day would be around 50 to 1. Yeah, so was I. I would even take 40 on him, but doesn't look like we're going to get it. Uh, Jason Day, by the way, three straight top 10 finishes, ninth, fifth, and seventh. Even Circa, by the way, where you can find, I think, the the fairest golf odds in the Mm -hmm. world or best golf. Circa's got Jason Day at 30 to 1. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would I would like a little bit more. I don't know if I'm going to play him or not. Now he's kind of borderline. But I'm going back to an old friend, too, this week, Matt, as a little bit of a longer shot. Who's that? I think this is the first time in a long time that I'm going to have Ricky Fowler on the card this week. At 85-1, to 1, I found him. Let me check out the uh, circuit number on uh, Ricky. You 90 look, yeah. 90 to 1 well you look he doesn't okay. like really have a lot of great course form here uh historically i think i think he had a third back in like uh 2013 or something but you know three straight top 20s 20th 10th and 11th he's back working with butch, butch. Harmon. Yeah. So I, I think that's good for him, and I think he's starting to show some confidence. Remember, hey, he made that hole-in-one a couple weeks ago Don't forget about uh, Wes. I bet him like 300-1 uh, to 1 in the PGA a couple years ago. Remember when Phil Mickelson won that thing? Mm-hmm. And he, he shot down Brooks Kepka, and Kepka was playing so bad he started limping yeah. on that Sunday. He was yeah. trying to make it look like he was injured, and that's why he was getting his butt kicked. Oh, my arm! Yeah. My arm! Ricky, Ricky Fowler. I think finished third in that one. Didn't he third or fourth or fifth? He yeah, was yeah, he was right up PGA. there. He was right up there. Uh, I, actually, he's showing form that makes you think there's some value in these big numbers. I could actually uh, make a case here for Ricky Fowler, make a case for uh, Matt Fitzpatrick. Uh, I'm definitely going to look beyond the favorites. I'm not betting any of the short prices here in Arlington. I Palmer. considered maybe Rory because, you know, you he's so – Well, he's so good here. But, look, he wasn't good for me in L.A. at the Genesis. All right, we'll talk more golf a little bit later in the show and a lot more on uh, the Tuesday show. There's so much to uh, cover. That's a big event, the Arnold Palmer. Quick break. We come back. We'll talk more college hoops and answer a burning question from a viewer. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is VSIN Tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. back here at the Circus Sportsbook downtown Las Vegas. We've got a lot more college hoops to talk about here. Wes, we have a um, listener checking in. He's actually on the radio listening to the show tonight. It's Mark Nolan, who uh, helps run the Prim Valley Golf Course out Mm -hmm. on the uh, Nevada, California state line last week. That's where uh, I host the VSIN Invitational every year. We do that in uh, August. Great event. And uh, Mark is a big part of uh, helping me put that on. Last week, that course got hit by 110-mile-an-hour winds. Lost 48 trees on the golf course. So the weather has been crazy on the West Coast. Bruce Marshall, who's going to be on with us this week, he's the editor of the Gold Sheet. Bruce just drove over to Orange County and uh, told me about the traffic issues he had over there. There was snow on the ground and uh, trying to get over Cajon Pass. But anyway, back to Mark Nolan who's uh, an announcer at the NBA Summer League and also does some of the college basketball conference tournaments. He, tw- he uh, texts and says, I really enjoy your new show with Wes. Lots of college hoops talk. And I agree with your support of South Alabama. I had them at the Orleans tourney in November, and they were very competitive. We're talking about South Alabama and the Sunbelt tournament mm-hmm. as a, a long shot to watch. And Wes, you were uh, a big proponent of South Alabama at 8 50 plus 850 to win the Sun Belt. Yeah, I think they kind of figured it out. And, 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 you know, I wouldn't call them the hot team based on the fact they did lose at ULL. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe that makes them a little bit hungry. I, I mean, I don't want to go all Mag- out all McGuire and say, yeah, it's good to lose a game because I remember Coach Knight used to always argue with him about that. He's like, it's never good to get your ass beat. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's basically what Coach Knight would tell Al, even though they were very good friends. But, yeah, they were out here in, in uh, I think, the uh, Orleans tournament, I believe South Alabama was. But but, That's yeah, what Mark said. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I was trying to see which games they were out here for. But, look, this is a team that, you know, finished pretty – they were 8-13 and 13 almost at the end of January, after January 26th. And then they went ahead and won, I think, uh, I want to say eight of their next nine, and then they lost the finale at ULL. So, USA Jaguars at plus 850, I think you can find them at 10-1, to 1, so definitely shop around. thing I like about South Alabama, too, and um, – I always like teams that test themselves in the non-conference. And South Alabama, back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, mm-hmm. played New Mexico at the pit, Alabama, and Oklahoma. That's a pretty brutal schedule, man. man. That's like that? a SWAC team, man. That's like Mike Davis when he was at Texas Southern. Wow. Would be like, I'll play Gonzaga on Wednesday night, and then back-to-back, back, and then we go to Oregon on Thursday night or something Absolutely, totally ridiculous. But South Alabama, by the way, too, four senior starters, senior guards. I like senior guards this time of year in conference tournament play. Isaiah Moore, the best guard for the Jaguars, by the way. 
So they were competitive in those three games. It's one thing to play those non-conference games and get blown out. But uh, South Alabama played New Mexico to a six-point game at the pit. Not a tough, uh, not an easy place to play. That's a tough assignment. Ten-point loss to Bama and a four-point loss to Oklahoma. So, uh, anyway, we're talking about live long shots in college basketball conference tournaments in the Sun Belt. Take a look at South Alabama, plus 850. Also, shop around. That's the DraftKings price. You might be able to find a better price somewhere Yeah, I saw some 10-to-1. I can't find the book, but definitely look around. All right, we'll have some more best bets on uh, tomorrow night's show. But I want to talk about North Carolina for a minute here. The um, Tar Heels won and covered on the road tonight. And they did it against a Florida State team that was off a dramatic comeback against Miami on Saturday. So North Carolina gets the win. But uh, here's the thing, Wes. The Tar Heels were at 77-66 was the final tonight. So Tar Heels got the win and cover. They were up 18 at the half and held on to win by 11. This is a team that's been a very erratic with its three-point shooting. Yeah. North Carolina was preseason number one, and up until recently, in jeopardy of missing the tournament. Has that ever happened? Right now, I think Carolina's on the right side of the bubble. Yeah, I think they are, too. By the way, they do close out at home with Duke on on a Saturday. So, they get that win. That's four straight. Look, they finally got that quad one win that they did not have, uh, you know, beating Virginia on Saturday. That was probably a pretty good spot, and the market bet it accordingly because they were like two, two and a half. I think that closed about four and a half. So, market got it right there at the heels. That's true. Greg Peterson had a best bet on Virginia plus two. That number was bet up to four and a half, and the Tar Heels – uh, put away the Cavs. That's two lopsided losses for Virginia here mm-hmm. in the past week. But that was a big, big win for Carolina, which had no zero quad one wins up yeah. until that one. Uh, and you have to avoid bad losses, too. And a, and a loss to Florida State would have been a bad How one. How about so. the ACC just in general? You had Virginia getting that loss, and then you had Miami blowing that lead oh, to Florida man. State. They were up 25 in the Seminoles. Matthew Cleveland with the three at the buzzer. So you look and see who is at the top of the ACC, the Pitt Panthers. Who would have seen that coming? 14-4. and four. I watched a little bit of them Saturday. By the way, Syracuse is one of the worst major de- college defensive teams I have ever seen. That was that, That's just brutal. I know you run the 2-3 zone, but Pitt took 41 threes. And they took only 68 shots. Wow. 41 of 68 nice. were threes, and they shot 16 of 41. Jim Beheim, look, I'm not a Beheim guy anyway. He's Coach <laughs> Almighty. He's a whiner. He is a whiner. He's going to, you know, he's a Hall of Fame whiner. They're 16 and 13, and I guarantee you he's going to be on with Kornheiser and Wilbon, or he's going to be on that morning show on ESPN saying, well, I think we should get in, even though we're 16 and 15. It's like, come on. Well, here's another thing about Beheim. Uh, shut the hell up when it comes to the accusations of other school, other programs. Oh, he's clean and pure as the white driven snow. Uh, Don't you know that, Matt? No, nobody, nobody. (laughs) Beheim, as dirty as it gets in college basketball. And he he goes, and he goes. That's why that his his buddy Miami bought a team. Pitt bought a team. His 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 buddy, uh, your favorite coach, Mike Shashevsky. That's why That's why K got out. Uh, yeah, yeah. As, as if K was never cheating. Yeah, come on, man. Coach K, North Carolina, Syracuse, Kansas. Mm-hmm. You think any of those programs are clean, coaches? Come on. Yeah, come on. Come on. Yeah. If you think that, you're the most naive guy on your block. Well, I mean, that's what huh? you get. You get these old coaches, Coach Almighty. And look, uh, there was a, we had a Coach Almighty in Indiana named Coach Knight who well, never cheated. One thing cheated, I always respected but... about Bob Knight, he's, he was not a cheater. Yeah. See, Bob Knight and Gene Katie went head-to-head for like 25 years. Yep. Those guys were not cheaters. Yep. When everybody else yeah. in the conference was. That's why right. they up night always respected Katie and vice versa. Didn't quite have it for Lou Henson right. at Illinois, even though they made up later years in life. All right, here's a question from uh, Ryan Hyatt from Lubbock, Tech. Second time tonight we've mentioned his name on the show. Might be a little uh, overkill. I know, and uh, question s- of the s- night. Send, us, send us some Whataburgers from the state of Texas. Yeah, good idea. How do you bet college basketball conference tournaments versus the regular season? How do you factor teams that need wins to get in the tournament versus teams that don't? Wes. Yeah, uh, I mean, look, I, I think now with so much media, it's priced in in terms of, you know, the fact that, okay, this team really needs the win. This team needs that, you know. So that is something that, that you know, you have to obviously keep in mind. 
And look, there there are different scenarios now. Look, uh, we handicapped uh, a game. I think this is a perfect example. You and I are on Nevada and Wyoming. Wyoming's not going to the tournament. Wyoming's just trying to win a game, and now they're up 69-62, 32 left to go. You took five and a half. I took six. Nevada really needs this win. Uh-huh. I mean, because they're trying to get, you know, maybe be the fourth team out of the Mountain West. I think San Diego State and probably Boise State are in. And then maybe Utah State, too. But, you know, this is a win Nevada really needs. And this is a dead Wyoming team, and they're coming through for Hunter Maldonado on coming senior night. Coming through for night. us, too. Yes. The skeleton Crew Cowboys getting it done as home dogs tonight in Laramie, up seven the, with two and a half minutes ago. Matt, it's amazing, night in and night out. Uh, there's so many, like, ebbs and flows in college basketball. The one I was doing the best in was Montana State getting two and a half at Eastern Washington. And I went against Eastern Washington. Here's a little handicapping angle because these angles work from time to time eastern washington lost their first game they had already clinched the big sky on thursday night with that win over weber state then they go to idaho state and they lose so now their undefeated season in the big sky is done now they come home it's an emotional senior night they're you know the first time at home as big sky regular season champions they're number one in the tournament and you get a montana state team who ewu beat in bozeman by three montana state the second best team in the big sky by a clear margin and they were up they were up damn near 20 and now they're only up yeah. 4 with 423 left to go so got to hold on there got to hold on the West Virginia who's now down 5 with 10 minutes to go WVU by the way was up 12 but probably it won't be as bad a beat as if you bet uh, NC Central laying 3 tonight they ended up winning in overtime against Norfolk State 29 point lead with 13 minutes left and they win by one, laying three-point favorites. Well, one thing I'll say about that, probably not many people bet it. No, they're, they're, yeah, probably not a big heavy not volume, exactly but there was Michigan somebody. State, Iowa or something like that, right? Probably but, a small handle but on there's that But al- there's always a bad beat somewhere, man. Our, our man Stanford Steve and crew will find it. By the way, Chris the Bear Felica is going to join us on the Tuesday show. But up next, Doug Kazarian, ESPN Sports Betting Analyst, will talk association. Stay tuned. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.